Our language is as colorful as a queer flag. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian, feminist, and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hello. Hello. Guess what episode it is? It's episode 42. I said guess. You looked at your phone. Oh, I already knew though. But you looked at your phone, so now we will never know if you really knew the number. But I, but I knew because. But what if your I, what if your your recall the memory thing in your head that helps you recall things wasn't really on at that moment and you forgot? We won't know if that was happening or not. But how important is that? It's to important the, to, the to me. To the arc of history. It's important to me. As you eat your cup of noodles. Is is that is 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 that what you're gonna tell them to grab today? A cup of noodles. Y'all, it's episode 42 of That Black Couple. I'm Jim. I'm Darren, and I don't have noodles in my mouth. Neither do I. I ate them. Okay, now. Now you don't. We're talking about desensationalizing black pain today. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) My mouth is on fire because my 11-year-old daughter helped me make my cup of noodles. And wow, she is heavy-handed with cayenne pepper. Yes, she is. Wow. (laughs) I can feel this in my toes. She got them young taste buds. You know, he goes, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. On Love Actually. Mm-hmm. He's talking about when our daughter puts cayenne pepper in that's, the cup of noodles. That's, that's what happened. That's what he's singing about. She did that to him. She did that to him. Y'all, I'm going to sit here and try not to cough. Okay. And as I'm doing that, before we get started, I want to make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple on Facebook at that black couple and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com. And you already know you can stream us everywhere. Google, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And now what I, what I want you to do, though, is I don't want you to just stream us on all of those different platforms. I want you to hit that share button that Ooh. they all got and i want you to find five people at a minimum i love that at least five five who you know their day will be brightened by adding our podcast to it that's a really good idea if you if you do that you you are you were you were sending it forward you were making the world a better place because who doesn't want to have us in their car playing in their earphones when they walk down the street like the ipod commercial come on somebody remember the ipod commercial when them black cutouts was walking down the street and i don't mean black like black people i mean like black like the absence of color like shadow people like shadow people was walking down the street and it'd be a big pink background and they'd be dancing with their earphones in and it was like oh that's so cool that's 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 what you should want for your friends but you want it to be us playing in their and, ears. Because that's that's what would cost that. Yes. So this is what y'all need to grab. Some noodles. Get a cup of noodles. This shit bangs. I, you know what, though? I get it. It's good. It's really good. I like these new bougie ones, though. Like you have like the Snapdragon. Like the Snapdragon ones where it has like five different flavor packets that you got to pour in. Nah, man. It's like one has oil. One has like nah, powder. Man. 
one has vegetables. You no. know, like they really like were trying to make it seem like you weren't just doing cup of noodles. I think you need one of those. Girl, we got our own onion powder in the cabinet. We well, got our well, own. No, you, you still add your own stuff to we it. We got our own garlic seasoning in the cabinet. We, we are black. All I'm saying to you is this cup of noodles got me feeling right. <laughs> Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Go okay. ahead, Darren. Okay, first things first. Right? We yes. Said, we talk, we're talking about black pain and how we're going to take the sensationalization out of that. Yes. And I just feel like the, the thing is a lot of a lot of recent media and honestly, real, realistically, when we look at when we look at entertainment through history, a lot of black stories, they really center the pain. Right. Mm hmm. The, the biggest one is slave stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, when you think about black people in history, if we're going to put them on a screen, it's going to be them being slaves. Yeah. It's either that or, or fighting for civil rights. Like, yeah. like, that's the only history we have. And what made me think about this was the recent Jeffrey Dahmer show oh, that they have God. on Netflix. And listen, when I heard about it, I was like, I'm not watching that. And I had no intention of watching it. And I still haven't watched it. And I'm not going I'm to not watch gonna it. Watch shit. But immediately it came out. And, you know, some of the black people I know tried to watch it. And they was like, I couldn't get through episode one because it, this was jacked up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this yeah. Is terrible. Well, yeah. We're just looking at this white man brutalize black and queer people. Yes. Like, and, why do we need that? And then do awful things to their decaying bodies. Yeah. Like, wh- why is that? Why do we need that? So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. The imaginary around black people is that we are constantly in pain. Mm-hmm. People are more comfortable imagining us in pain than they are imagining us having joy. And this has been the case since folks first encounter blackness, right? Because they think that we are less than, they think that we are uh, inferior, subordinate, and that our brain capacity, that our intellect, our wit is just inferior to non-black people. Right. Like it's deserved. For, right. For the pain. Yeah. So this in, this infatuation with um, slave narratives and with the civil rights era is really a type of kind of pornotrophic orientation toward blackness. Mm, pornotrophic. That's that's one of the PhD words. Right there. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 the it's the fetishization of black pain. It's 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 the erotic nature of blackness right because the exotic becomes erotic because you don't see it right because you've never seen it before because you're mm. encountering it and it's like oh i don't have any black friends right and so then everything about blackness becomes interesting it's like oh black people wash their hair less frequently that's interesting oh black people put lotion on oh that's interesting oh black people wash their legs that's interesting right and so anything about blackness then becomes interesting including our pain including our history that becomes interesting in a way of um consumption right it's like consuming our pain for in entertainment and when we watch these narratives, it, they're not for us, right? Yeah. Like the new Emmett Till movie that's coming out. That's not for black people. And I say that specifically because we already know the story, right? We and already know the story. And low key, we're still experiencing the story. We're, still, we're so, still living through it, right? It could be called Till. It could be called Trayvon Martin. It could be called Michael Brown. It could be called uh, Sean Bell. It could be called... Uh, Tamir Rice, <laughs> there's too many names it could be called, right? right? And my point here is that, um, you know, we don't need these no- these narratives, but the, the obsession that white people have with our deaths, right? More than our lives. Like, 
white folks are bored when they watch a story about happy black people just living a normal happy life like getting married and having kids or like being gay and just like being happy about it this is why there's really like black rom-coms that do well among white demographics it's very very rare because they don't want to see that shit right but kill some black people on camera the theater is packed i mean this is not the same thing i'm prefacing this by saying it's not the same thing but it's it's similar to kind of that bros movie that just came out and it's a whole rom-com movie about two gay men yeah right and and the the comic nature of you know two men trying to get together right right and you know when this movie was announced and when it was coming out it was like oh this is a big deal like this is a major motion picture and it came out and people did not want to go see it of course not because because in a similar way like you know the the general you know white supremacist society is not interested Mm-hmm. In a narrative about two gay white men and mm-hmm. their romantic nature, they're they're they will be much more interested in like that movie Milk about Harvey Milk. Mm-hmm. That is something. Oh, this is this like you said. This is more exotic. This is interesting. This is not my experience. Oh, that's definitely something I want to see. You know, the the downtrodden nature and and you know that is something that they're interested in. That's something that they would like to see. And the thing about it to me that's interesting is. In these type of narratives, especially with black people, Mm -hmm. it's a choice to center the pain Mm -hmm. of the narrative, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When you think about all of these movies, when you think about things like like Harriet, when Mm -hmm. you think about like um, like Selma, right? When when you think about these stories, there's a lot of black stories, and trauma is most definitely a, a, a part of black existence and always has been, just like it is with anybody that's ever existed on this earth. Trauma is a part of life. But it's interesting that they always choose to center the traumatic part and not the mm-hmm, other elements. Mm-hmm. And realistically, when you think about other black stories that have been told, when the trauma is not at the center, there's just less attention. There's just less care. There's there's just less interest in those type of stories. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really tragic because, you know, as a black person, I would say those tend to be the less interesting parts about blackness Mm -hmm. there's so much more to blackness that is so much more interesting right and those are the stories i want to hear those are the stories that i want to see those are the stories to me that would be the most entertaining right i mean this reminds me of of what 2018 when crazy rich agents came out Mm -hmm. right because everyone was like oh my god is it going to do well is it going to do well and i think a lot of us on the margins of identity knew it was going to do well if they made it white assimilationist which they did right they they had this like started from the bottom now we hear story with the main character and in reality it wasn't like she ended up just hanging out with a bunch of rich people the whole movie and she was low-key doing really well for herself anyway and living Mm -hmm. in new york city so she wasn't really struggling like she she just wasn't as rich as the prince from singapore right right? and a lot of folks who who are, are are actually asian like from singapore were like hey this doesn't represent the people of singapore like, this is not our actual lived experiences. But the white folk were like, we love it. We love this film. It's so relatable. Mm-hmm. It's relatable. That's the word. Everyone called it relatable, right? And the problem is, is that blackness is not relatable, right? And the only ways that white folk can relate to us is when we're dying, right? The only way that they can imagine us is when we are being killed, shot by police, when we are in a protest, when we're angry, right? They can relate to us when we are being put to death. They can relate to us when we are on the outs, when we are othered, but they cannot relate to us when we are like them. We're not relatable. Hmm. This podcast is supported 
by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash media. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. All right, we're back. We are back. And what I want to talk about now mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies in recent history, The Woman King. It was so good. My God, this movie. Uh, I'm going to go see it again. I'm sure, I'm sure if you're on this earth, you've heard somebody raving mm-hmm. about this movie and how good it is. Mm-hmm. They were telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I will not lie. I was a little, I was questioning before I went in because I was like, I love me some Viola, yeah. but I'm not sure. I just didn't want her to give me how to get away with Africa. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's where I was like, I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know that I need that movie. Yeah. And she didn't give me that movie. She, she gave didn't. me a different movie. She didn't. And it was the movie that I needed. Um, a lot of people said it was not going to be successful. They estimated it was going to make twelve million its opening weekend. It made nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, so that story that they they like to say all the time that mm-hmm. the black movies don't do well, that that people don't show up, that they don't pay their money. False. I think that was because of John Boyega's twist out. You know what that that might have that might have put him over the top. My friend said it was giving juices and berries, and it was. Nothing but juices and berries. It was like he went and foraged for his hairstyle. I mean, this movie this movie has made over fifty million dollars. It is it is just making more. more I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow. Every everybody loves this movie. Everyone going to see the movie. You should Mm -hmm. go see the movie if you if you've seen it. You should go see it again. It's a good movie. Let's support the movie. But 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 howsoever, let's 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 talk about it because let's talk about black pain because like we talk about black pain and you know this is a movie you know. Not not to spoil it for anyone. No, that, that's that not spoil nothing. Might not have seen it, but it's about yeah. I mean, the slave trade in Africa and what I mean. This is one thing I actually really appreciate about this movie because as we were talking about centralizing of of pain and trauma in black stories, like if you're like I want to make a movie about the slave trade, there's a lot of ways you could just really have made that about middle yes. passage. You could yeah. have made it about being sold. Like you could have really just made it like really be right in that sweet spot of, mm-hmm. of pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. But this was this this was really much more a narrative about the continent of Africa and whether or not people were okay with yeah. the slave trade. And if it was a good idea and kind of interrogating that. Yeah. Right. And I, I loved the nuance of that. I love that they're, that they had competing ideologies on it. I yeah. love that they explored that. I, I love that, that they did that with that movie. Howsoever. That's a tender moment. That's a tender spot <laughs> <laughs> that we're talking about the slave trade. And, Inevitably, right? They had to show people on the auction block. They had to show, you know, Africans fighting other Africans. They had to. They had to show people saying, "I'm gonna go fight you. I'm yeah. gonna steal some of you, and then I'm gonna sell you." Right? Like, like that was in the movie, mm-hmm. and that is hard. It is hard to see black bodies being killed. It is hard to see black people killing other black people on screen. That's yes. hard. But I mean, that's part of so. So this is why I think that desensationalizing black pain is a good title for this, right? Because it's not that it wasn't central, because it was absolutely central. The whole movie is about black pain, right? It's about slavery. It's about um, mass genocides. It's about it's about this political moment across 
uh, different countries in Africa where they are at war with one another. And what we know in war is that war becomes gendered, war becomes sexual. You know, there's um, trigger warning, you know, rape and sexual assault, violence, you know. Um, there's violence against women, children, families, right? Um, which is a very real depiction of, of what that was like. I'm sure it was much worse than we can even imagine, right? But what I also really appreciate here is that it really complicated that narrative that a lot of people who don't read books like Kanye West, when they say that, oh, you know, we was kings, we was kings and, or the other one, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we also sold people into slavery, right? It's like both of those are, um, too shallow and superficial to fully grapple with what it was like to actually think about, um, this new regime, this imperialist regime that's moving into multiple territories across the countries of Africa, right? Mm -hmm. They had to think about who they would align themselves with. Would they align themselves with the British? Would they align themselves with the French? Would they align themselves with the Spanish? What were the, the, the possible incentives of which they were very, very poor at times, right? People are coming and promising wealth and care and protection, right? So there's a lot happening here. There's a lot happening here. And what I appreciated was that even though the pain and the trauma of this moment of the people in the film um, was, was very central and very, very significant, there was also a focus on the ways that these communities uh, remained in solidarity to one another and were committed to who they were and their identities. You know, that part to me was so important, the, the emphasis on culture, the emphasis on uh, a matrilineal heritage, the respect mm -hmm. for women, like that, that stuff to me was very ancestral and very accurate to African tradition, you know? And I think that that was something that they did really, 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 really well. They did. They, they killed it on, on that front. And, and also, it's, it's actually kind of really magical how they did this in that whiteness and white people were really not in the forefront of this movie. Absolutely. They were definitely there and they were definitely made out to be the ultimate villain in multiple Absolutely. fronts. Right? Like, it was white people purposefully coming here and taking advantage of, of, of different warring factions you know, for their own profit. Absolutely. Right. It was, it was also them playing political games with people. It was also them using wealth as a, as a means, right. To, to <laughs> coerce these people into doing terrible things and selling, mm -hmm. selling, you know, their own people in, into bondage. Right. Like it definitely was like white people, white people and whiteness is the, is the evil here. Right? Absolutely. And even the black people that were really kind of like on their side, you know, he's still, even in that, Basically saying, look, this is white supremacy at work. Mm -hmm. This is people falling underneath that. And this is what that's, this looks like and mm -hmm. how that happens. Mm -hmm. And and that's another thing that I really appreciate about this and that the white people were were the evil. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the black people and I'm just a black people, the black women were were the people at the head. They were the Absolutely. ones not, not even just fighting these these battles, but also from an ethical standpoint. Yeah. Making making the case to say, hey, this we probably shouldn't be doing this. I mean, I think also it, it was that they were at the at the helm, but also there was complexity there, right? That it wasn't like you were rooting for all the black women in the film. You weren't like there was some that you absolutely weren't rooting for. Yeah, um, you weren't rooting for all the black men either. You weren't rooting for all the black people. This is one of the films where you're not rooting for all the black people. Yeah, you know, um, and I I appreciate that. We don't have to be rooting for everybody black. I know Issa Rae told us that, y'all. And I know that in the context of an award show, it has a different, you know, uh, texture and hue. 
But in real life, we don't have to be rooting for everybody black. That is what we mean by the fullness of blackness, right? That we are more than our pain. But not only are we more than our pain, we are more than um, good guys and bad guys, right? I've been talking to my students about this a lot, that, that we work so hard to say, well, there's not just black pain, there's also black joy. But there's a whole bunch of other things too, right? Mm-hmm. There's black melancholia, there's black sadness, there's black ambivalence, there's there's black there's carefreeness, black, black capriciousness, there's, right? Like it's everything. Right. And we have to make space for all of it. All of it. And I just appreciate that this film adds to this kind of archive of the fullness. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I think this movie did best was really was really paint an entire portrait. Where we have characters that were all different, different backgrounds, different different characteristics, different personalities, different um, goals at mind, right? And it, it and that's why it's one of those things like when you think about what people call a black movie, right? Like to me, this doesn't fit what what we would traditionally call a black movie because it yeah. doesn't fall into those archetypes. Right. It's much more just a human story, right? Where the where the people are black, but because of that that inherently makes it a black movie because it does display the fullness of blackness. Right, and we deserve to be full. I know Tyler Perry done showed us only one version of each type of us, right? All the cishet women are angry and look like Taraji sneaking up on boats and murdering people. And all the black men are just getting their hearts broken by their ex-wives who eventually contract AIDS and die, (laughs) you know? And don't nobody got a good wig. No good wigs. No good wigs. Like that. that I, I. There's more to us, and also Lashana Lynch. Ugh. I just want to say that. Ugh. I would just like to say Lashana Lynch. Listen, y'all. That, Is she gay? Let me Google it. The acting, the acting, the acting in me, this movie. Lashana. Like I low key, Lynch. I low key. Feel, she British. Yeah, she's British. But I low-key feel bad for Viola because this was Viola's movie. You know, she she was the big name. She she was the main character in this movie. But Lashana Lynch, my God. She's 5'9". She kind of tall for me. Oh, my God. You need shorties. <laughs> but Lashana Lynch, she, she low-key stole that movie. She was born September 27th, uh, November 27th. She's a Scorpio. Let me see. You really out here? Is she gay? Oh, here she go. Here go her I Instagram. Know, I know she was moisturized. She was very moisturized. I know she was shining. When I tell you this woman is fine, somebody somebody tell her some I know the I know the physiques was on point. I know I know the training that everyone did for this movie was no joke because Some, they was out here. Somebody go and tell Lashana Lynch that I I'm interested. <laughs> somebody go get her. Go get her. <laughs> this this is you know, this this is the moment. I think I think we, we really need to be out here advocating for for more roles uh for Lashana Lynch. I think I think she needs to Hold on, take... hold on, 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 hold on. I Googled Lashana Lynch gay. Y'all. Everyone's like, is she gay? Is she gay? Is she gay? And then in 2020, Lashana Lynch will play a new black lesbian 007. Why would she play a lesbian if she wasn't a lesbian? She she was in. We saw her in that movie. You, you realize that, right? No. We saw her in one of them James Bond movies. 
Oh. Remember she was the one she was like competing against him? You don't remember no, that? No, I don't remember any James Bond movies. I hate I hate the new James Bond. Well, and that's that's one thing I will I will say about LaShawna Lynch and especially in this movie. I feel like this movie really let her shine because let's not act like she's new. She's been around. She's she been, was in Captain listen. Marvel. She was in that 007. Oh, I she recognized has, her. She has been around, but I feel like this was the movie that let her really really step into herself and take full control because I knew she could act. I knew she was dope. But listen, But child, she she embodied it. I'm just She scrolling. embodied it and she bodied the role. I just want to make sure she gay. I don't <laughs> see it yet. <clears throat> if y'all find out, tweet me. Because <laughs> y'all know, listen. We need evidence her, and proof. Between her and uh, Homegirl from, uh, what's that damn show? That don't, that's not a really great show, but damn, she's on it. Jerry Johnson, you know what I mean? Oh, from that the show with the four women. Oh my God, Jerry Johnson. Oh, then I found out she was gay, and I'm like, that doesn't help me. That's even worse. <laughs> and she on Instagram with her girlfriend, and I'm sure they're monogamous. Oh my God, I'm sorry, I divert. I, I I'm, I'm I'm diverging. I'm sure some of y'all out there are are wondering the same things. Oh. Uh. Um, and having these same urges. When I tell y'all those women on The Woman King were so moisturized and whatever type of camera, cinematographer, you know, technological advances they made on the set of Insecure that now everybody from Insecure and, and the people from, what's the show, uh, what's her name made? The light-skinned lady with the locks who made the show about the people in the, in the sugar fields. And oh, you're talking about uh, uh, you're Queen talking Sugar. About Queen Sugar. Yeah. So, you know, the way that those people on Insecure and Queen Sugar look, this was like an upgrade from that because they were also wearing like African print. I know, but that's the other thing. The, cost, Jesus, the costume Lord, in, who in dressed this movie. Them? And that's the thing too. Like you, you talked about John Boyega and his twist out, uh, but his wardrobe? His wardrobe and his lips? I'm no. Not, I'm not going to lie. His I lips? Was, I guess the lips too. His lips but, were so moisturized. But I was like, I might need to steal a couple of these pieces that John Boyega. Oh my was god! When he looked at her, he was like, he was like, oh, you don't, you don't trust a king? I said, oh my god, <laughs> I do. Is he my king? I trust him. I don't, I don't know what this is about, but I trust him. <laughs> you trust the though. I'll trust. Reason <laughs> though it's not easy. Oh, you know, brought the Lord far into away. it. I'll trust. No? Praise and worship is not appropriate right now? I need to know you're here. I need to know you're here. John Boyega? (laughs) Sorry. That movie took me to church. Okay. But the point, the point of it all. I felt like such a lesbian watching that movie. It made me gayer. I came out of the movie. I was pregnant by Lashana. I was pregnant by Viola. And I was pregnant by John. I got triplets. Who gonna take care of these kids? Triplets with, with different parentages. Who is going to Darren? Who's gonna Who's gonna take care of these? kids? Not me, cause I, I I'm, I'm done. You are taking care of these kids. No, I'm done. You took me to the movie. Mm-mm. You took me to the movie. Mm-mm. You bought the ticket. I do not bear responsibility for this. Wow, y'all y'all heard it first. Y'all heard it here they, first. They got you. You gotta go chase them down. <laughs> he gonna make me get child support. You got you gotta go chase them down. That's not on me. Viola, John, Lashana, you got me pregnant. You know where to find her. You know where to find me. I'm in my basement <laughs> recording my podcast, eating a cup of noodles, giving soda to our children, our family. Continue, Darren. The point of it all 
is that what this movie does so well in showing the fullness of blackness mm-hmm. is that pain is not at the heart of the story. Pain is present. Pre- mm-hmm. Pain is there throughout, mm-hmm. but it's not at the heart of the story. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not going to spoil the movie because there might be one or two people out there in the world that have not seen this movie yet. Yeah. But that is what makes this movie so amazing and yeah. such a great experience is that you can watch this mm-hmm. and you don't walk out of it feeling dirty. Yeah. You don't walk out of it feeling like I need to go see my therapist. Yeah. You walk out of it feeling good. True. And strong. And even even in the deaths and the sacrifices and the losses, they they don't they didn't feel like I was mm-hmm. I was dying too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we need more movies like that. We do. You can find my mom and dad, aka That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com slash colorcombosvideo. Please consider giving us $5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash colorcombosmedia. All donations are welcome. Okay, y'all, we're back. Yes, we are. And I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm excited because we've talked about the history of black film and how we wanted to put pain in everything and have that be in the forefront. We talked about the current state with Woman King and how we now are de-centering and desensationalizing black pain. Mm-hmm. And now I want to talk about the future. And I'm excited about the future because this year I'm going to see Black Panther 2. <laughs> black Panther Wakanda forever. I, I'm gonna see it, I'm a, and I'm excited. Wow! I really want to say. I really want to do it with the accent. Yay! Okay, don't shit on my movie. It's not. I didn't. There was no poop involved just now. It's there. there was there was no excitement in your oh. voice. Yeah. And I know you're feeling a little bit of a way, and we'll talk about it. But I'm excited, and there's a lot of reasons to be excited. And I'm gonna tell all y'all why you should be excited so happy for you number one it's a marvel movie marvel makes great movies i want y'all to know that his, his arms are bouncing up and down bounce. he's pointing and there's nobody in this room except I'm, the two of us i'm gonna tick off the points who are you pointing at i don't know the wow. world you don't sit but. up in your shoulder you need to relax this man i'm excited about this movie oh my god listen it's black panther ryan cooler did a great job with the first listen, one listen i'm always gonna refer ryan because he's from oakland and he's, he's married to somebody i actually went to school with Zinzi and i went to school together they did he did a good job i trust him to do a great job on this one too so that, yeah, that's I'm the first sure, reason I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure he will do a great job number two they are adding namor Yes, that I'm excited about. And as a Marvel comic geek fan yeah. for life, I want to I'm see excited. We fans been talking about this for decades. Yeah. Like we wanted to see this nigga on screen. He gonna be on screen. And in the second trailer, and he looks cool. They showed him, and he was he was stutter stepping and flying through the yeah. air. And I was like, oh, I'm ready for he's, this. He's the name of my dreams. They they yeah. they seems like they're doing it right. And what they also did is they I think it's really interesting is they didn't make him like a traditional name more. They actually tried. They actually kind of tied him to to more like Latin American heritage. I saw. I, I saw I was that. like like, like more like an Aztec. I was like, this is okay. We 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 go into deeper depths. Ryan be thinking, thinking thoughts. And I like it. Yeah. I'm here for it. And I want to see how they do it. They was thinking. Also, another another character coming out of the comics. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, Ironheart. Yeah. Is coming on screen. Played yeah. by Dominique Thorne. I'm yeah. here for it. You see that both of the things you just listed, though, are not actually about um, 
Never mind. Sorry. They're parts of the movie. They're parts of the movie. Okay. okay. We're, get, we're getting there. They're parts of this like, Marvel we, Cinematic we get, Universe. We're getting there. You're missing, you're listening that it's a Marvel movie and that characters from Marvel will be in a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, they, they're taking them from the comics to the screen. I'm excited. That, that's what Mar- that's what the Marvel com- Cinematic yeah. Universe is. It's taking things from the comics, putting them in the movie. I'm excited yeah. about them doing that in this movie. All right. Also, Angela Bassett going to be there. Enough Don't said. do that. That's cheap. N- enough said. You're being cheap. I'm, I'm here. I'm, you know that I am married to her and that we have been happily together for at least 25 years Listen. and that she is my sovereign and she doesn't age Listen, i'm here for it if she's in it i'm here for it. i don't you care what you know it is. that all she uses on her skin is the water from baby jesus's bathtub his first bath mm-hmm. his first bath this when, woman he was ate, in the, when he was in the manger this woman ain't aged in 40 years she she has somehow like de-aged herself she said I don't know all, how she it, it. all she uses is water it's it's i decided that it, it i thought it was a fountain of youth it's the water from the first bath because that has to have the amniotic it's, fluid on it's it. It's a blessed water. It's a blessed water. It has to have the amniotic fluid it's in like, it. It's like, it's like when you baptize a baby and you know the, 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 they bless the water. Before yes. They, it's like that, except it was blessed by Jesus himself right, because it as had, a baby. It had his amniotic fluid. The, 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 the water that held Jesus, that's, that's the water that we all want. That's the water you that's want. That's how you get that glisten. Yes. It's the water that held Jesus, the amniotic <laughs> fluid. I want some. I, I want some as well. She needs to share. She needs to give me some. Okay, last one, and this is this is the dark horse. This is the underrated Stop one. Stop pointing. The, this is the one that people don't always realize is another thing coming coming from the comics is the concept of the midnight angels, and these are like like you think about the Dora Milaje. Yeah. These are like the elite Dora Milaje. Yeah. They're like we are the top tier. I'm we got special tech, too. and they got Michaela Cole playing. Now one listen, of them. listen, listen. You could start it there. Because <laughs> when I tell you that bitch is so fine. When I tell you, her cheekbones are chiseled from pure marble. I don't, where, who made her face? I just feel, I just feel like all of us regular faced people, they put our faces together in factory and they said, oh, these features over here are too extreme. Let's leave those for someone else. And then they were like, oh, wait, we ran out of regular faced people features. Let's just use all these on one person. person. And they gave her all of them. Mm -hmm. Like it's her cheeks. It's her jaw, it's her, her lips, it's her eyes, it's her chin, it's her head shape, it's her body. What the fuck? I don't know. All I know is she's going to be, she busting asses in this oh movie. Oh my that's God. That, that's it. the thing I'm the most excited about, Michaela Cole. That's it. And I'm here for it. And see, and that's why I want to see this movie. But and when I, I see Michaela, then I think about Letitia. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm. We're not going to ignore the elephant in, in the room. We have lost Chadwick Boseman. It's a big, four-headed elephant. Listen. Letitia forehead is really long. We, we done lost Chadwick. We are, we are, we are still yet mourning. Right? <sighs> we, we lost him. We can't. We can't. I wish we could jump in the time machine. I don't, that's not the elephant the I was talking about. I know. Let me get there. Jesus, Lord. But we're, cause, because for the theme of this episode, right, we're talking about black pain and trauma, mm-hmm. right? And inevitably that has to be dealt with in this movie mm-hmm. but part of dealing with pain and trauma mm. is moving forward mm. and and you know we have to move forward unfortunately and it's black panther and as chatterick was black panther and he's mm. not with us anymore mm-hmm. there has to be a new black panther mm. Mm. People have been talking a lot about it. People had done petitions, and they said we want we want Michael B. Jordan to be brought back from the dead. That'd so be we, amazing. Like they was really trying bring him back. 
they was really, really trying it to like see like what can we do here. But I have to say, oh all signs are pointing God. toward Letitia Wright. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. I hope niggas know she's not really shorty. Like that's not who she actually is. <laughs> she's Letitia Wright. She just plays her in the movie. Right. She <laughs> is a anti-vax transphobe. I, 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 can you imagine us having to deal with an anti-vax transphobe being Black Panther into who knows how long? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? We already got that with, with Wonder Woman. We got to deal with her ass. The pro, pro fucking Israel. Hmm. I just, um, it, it, it bothers me because I like to go to the movies and I don't like when they put shitty people in roles in movies that I would but, like to see. But this is, I, I, we, we've been talking about this. I've been talking about it for a long time. This to me is the problem, and I know I'm gonna sound like an old man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like an old man straight out the fifties. But this to me is the problem with the social media age, is we know too much about people. Yes. There was a time in my lifetime. There was a time when stars was walking around, and we didn't know about. We didn't their know anything life. about them, and they would just be quiet. We didn't know what they thought on certain views. They would just sit down and eat their salad in their houses, and, like, and we didn't know where they shop for their food. They're like, I'm here to dance and sing and perform for you and and play this role. Think about this. Keenan Kale grew up in that era. We Keenan and Kale, mm-hmm. we don't really know that much about Keenan and Kale. No, we don't know that much about them. We've known Keenan almost his whole his life. His whole life. I don't know shit. I don't about know shit man, about Keenan. And I'm happy about I'm it. I'm so happy. I know he's married. I don't know. I don't even know who he's married to. I don't I'm even sure know what I can she look looks it like. Up, right. But I have no interest. I have no in fucking that. idea. And there's no reason for me and to you know, know what? it. Keenan don't be on Twitter like you know what I think about vaccinations. Why, Keenan? We don't want to know. So he don't tell us. But that's the problem is everyone does that now. Everyone gets on the internet and shakes their ass and says what they think about things because everyone thinks they're self-important and their their opinions are things that other people Bro, need to hear. We don't. Be like Kenan Thompson. And when you're a star, you just have a bigger platform for that. Be, shut up and go home. Be like Kenan Thompson. Go to work. Do your fucking job. And shut the fuck up. Yeah, Letitia Wright. Come on, man. Girl. We didn't need to know that. We didn't. Come on, man. If you didn't want... If you didn't want to get vaccinated, okay. It's okay. We, we, I disagree with you, but don't tell me. But also, damn, you a fucking transphobe? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dave Chappelle. Like, what? Why y'all niggas telling us this stuff? Why? Keep it to yourself. Fucking awful. Or, or if you're not going to keep it to yourself, say it and then go away. And then go away. And then leave us alone. And then get out of our favorite things. Don't be in our favorite shit. Don't don't make people like me a fucking androgynous fucking gender flux person have to look at your ass in one of my favorite fucking franchises that I've been waiting my whole life to patronize. I mean, seriously, like, think about it. The first Black Panther came out and, and like, literally all the diaspora rallied around it. And we, we was, we was at the movie theater in, in, in African Nigga, clothing I bought and, so and many, I bought shit. so many outfits. Listen. For we, one visit. We all were to, it was a unifying moment. We went out for, for pre-parties to the movies. We, for real. People, people went to, to secret showings. It was, it was a global experience. And now we're sitting here. Oh my God. Listen, you know it's bad because I got a big old forehead, but I will talk about her forehead. <laughs> That's how mad I am. Because it's anti-black to talk about foreheads. And I just listed a lot of good reasons. 
and yeah, I still and I, and I didn't even mention deny deny was like my look, there's girlfriend so many, there's my so girlfriend many things I know deny is just a perfect person she's just so wonderful but every time I see Lupita deny and Natisha in that fucking picture where they're dancing I'm just like oh I'm so mad oh so mad at you oh. just I just want to growl at that bitch what are you doing girl you do realize that Marvel is Disney. What are you doing? I know that's another thing too. I know they done already pulled her coattail. I, yeah, I, we saw it we absolutely saw, because she was talking a whole lot of shit, and then and she, got, some real point, she quiet. got real quiet. Because you know Disney pulled her coattail. They like, said, hey boo, <clears> not this, not today. You what you're not about to do is mess up this money. But also, like, come on, man. Just also in general, just come on, man. I feel like when you're an entertainer like that, you have a responsibility. You do to shut up. <laughs> Real talk. You have a responsibility, like you said, like like you are here to entertain. Like Bro. like I like look. So my day job, I work in software and I train people on software. That is not my moment to no. talk about what I feel about hey, sir, Trump. Or have you heard I, about God? That's 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 not what I'm. That's not what I'm getting. Do you paid know he for. forgave your sins, girl? That's that's not. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> This is a Wendy's, man. Don't do that. So I'm not saying that stars shouldn't have ideas. Like, I don't want to perpetuate that idea. Like, you know, basketball players should shut up and play basketball or actresses should just act and shut up. What I'm saying is that if you have ideas like that, right? Like, if your ideas are anti-justice and anti-liberatory, if your ideas impact the lives of people who are the most vulnerable during a political moment where we are already extremely fucking vulnerable, maybe don't use your platform to do additional harm. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like you can't have ideas and you can't express political opinions and you can't be aligned with certain ideologies or attitudes. I would never say that. I'm just saying, listen, girl, listen, girl, listen, girl. This is not the time to be like, you know what I want to do? Something really wildly unpopular and politically dangerous. Like. (laughs) (laughs) And also real talk. And this is, you know, one of my entertainment industry moments. Like when you are in a movie, you you are supporting an entire industry. There are thousands of people that work on one movie. Right. When you take it upon yourself to say, I'm going to go speak reckless. You are impacting so many thousands times. and thousands of people yes the the work the tireless work that people put to these movies and especially there's been a lot of a lot of conversation recently about uh visual effects mm-hmm, studios mm-hmm. and how those people are criminally underpaid mm-hmm. and have to work insane hours with mm-hmm. completely unrealistic deadlines mm-hmm. when you take it upon yourself to be reckless and potentially affect the outcomes of these movies and how well they do you are literally shitting mm-hmm. on thousands of people That's and the right. work that they do. That's right. And it's rude yeah. and it's disrespectful. Yeah. Not just to the fans and the people that, that are waiting and wanting to see this work, but also all the people that make that shit happen. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.